Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Murray has it across the timeline yeah. to the rock, and he got it all with the right tomahawk. And then he mean mugs everybody. Nuggets lead it by 20 on the big bad L.A. Lakers. Timeout Los Angeles. Murray gets a pick from Nikola Jokic. High left side. Takes a long three. Jumpers up and in. The Nuggets lead it 111-99 in game number three. And Hastings, this thing is Lakers and Nuggets. Nuggets had the big 20-point lead. Lakers come roaring back. Get it down to a one-possession game, but can't retake the lead and eventually lose 114-106. Nuggets still down two games to one, but signs of life, PK, even though they wobbled a little down the stretch. It's a game of runs. Let it go. Oh, I think they showed signs of life in game two compared to game one. So, yeah, there's no question. They're right there. They were... They're not where they need to be, but, uh, you know, they're in a good position and there's no home court. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So play like that and Lakers don't get a big production out of their bench or other guys besides the big two and you're good to go. Rondo wide open, big shots, but he couldn't make them. And who else can support those big two? No, Caruso, who I think was like one of nine or something along those lines, and obviously they looked to Kuzma, Pope. Uh, Howard had a big game the other night. It wasn't as uh, Pretty quiet. Yeah, pretty quiet in this one. Those are the guys. Caruso one for seven, Rondo four for ten, and Kyle Kyle Kuzma shot it all right, only one rebounder. Rebounding was kind of a weird deal with uh, Anthony Davis only grabbing two, and they get out-rebounded by 14. A lot, of, a lot of possessions there they gave up. Yeah, now rebounded 35-21. I would expect the Lakers to do better than that in Game 4. It's Game 4 in the East tonight. It's Miami and Boston. The game's on ESPN. Boston's got a chance to tie this series up at two games apiece. Believing in the Celtics tonight, PK? That's a long pause. I'm going to take it this game's a toss-up. Anything well, can happen. Well, I was thinking about what I said. And uh, I felt like I was going with Miami, but I thought that once Hayward came back and assimilated into the lineup, that it was anybody's game. And that's where he is. So, yeah, I like their chances. I don't necessarily like their chances more than I like Miami's chances, but I don't know that there's a big difference between these two teams. I want to stick with Miami because I picked them, but at this point, if the Celtics win tonight, win the series, I'm certainly not surprised. Billy Donovan is the Chicago Bulls' new coach. He left Oklahoma City, where he won about 61% of his games, had him in the playoffs and all that. You know, I'm a little surprised he took that job, PK. You think there's enough talent there? I mean, no matter how good a coach you are, you got to have talent. Well, not right now, no. So he's he's betting they're going to do something right in the future. I'm betting he's going to do something right in the future. I mean, I think he's betting on himself. He's got a big-time track record. So, but they got to have talent. They got to draft well. They got to maybe attract a free agent if they can. Well, you got to do what you got to do to build. I mean, we know how to build talent. So, 
And this is their opportunity to get better. He's a solid NBA coach with a solid track record. You know, very rarely do you step into a job that has ready-made talent or else uh, they wouldn't be letting go of the coach in the first place. That's happened a couple of times over the years. So uh, I think uh, obviously Steve Kerr and then uh, I think Larry Brown when they let go Carlisle won the title with Detroit. And so things, they're, they're available, but I think it's usually because your team stinks is why you're making a coaching change. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said his best guess, that was his quote, best guess is the league will not begin its next season until 2021, emphasizing that the goal is to play a standard season, and standard he means 82 games, full postseason, and play home games in home arenas in front of fans. Probably not full capacity, but at least some fans in the arena. So, see you in January or February. Yeah, I think that we thought that was going to take at least two years to get back on the regular schedule. So yeah. that's not any big surprise. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think the beard is a cooler look. And I think guys that grow mustaches a lot of times have patchy sides for their beards. So they just stick with the mustache. I think I've shown I can grow a beard with no patchy sides. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to have respect for my elders. You know, especially when they're much, much elder. Oh, be respectful. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gardner Minshew. Beards versus mustaches. Mustaches versus beards. That's what we've come yeah. to in the NFL, I guess, huh? Well, those are two personalities. Fitzpatrick, he's a Phoenix kid, grew up down there, and he's had some funny lines. And Minshew pulling the age thing. You know, Ingles likes to pull that on us. The great thing about it, this is my message to you, Joe, and my message to you, Garner. Especially for, well, anybody really doesn't matter. There's some kid in the second grade right now in X amount of years, depending on how old you are, he's going to call you old, and you're going to think, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... As someone who was in the second grade once... <laughs> <laughs> Later, called someone old, and now here's it. Yeah, that's all. Your true. time is coming. Hopefully, the alternative isn't really plan A. Uh, well, yeah, I think your time, I think everyone's time is coming from that perspective. But it's all, it's all relative, and you want certainly you want to be in that position to be called old because that means you're dead if you're not getting called that. But uh, I just chuckle on that, and it's, age is age, and. Everybody's in the same game. Raiders coach John Gruden, Saints coach Sean Payton fined 100 grand for not wearing masks on the sideline Monday night. Fourth and fifth coaches fined. The, the, the coach gets fined 100 grand. The franchise gets fined 250 grand. So the NFL's sitting on 1.7 million. Are you going to build a new stadium for somebody with all that money they're going to collect? What are they going to do with that? He goes to charity, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they're supposed to donate to charities. Fines go to charity. Some charities mean rolling in it. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton said he's not focused on a potential contract exp- extension despite a hot start to the season. He's on a one-year deal for $1.5 million. Money at this particular point in my career is not important. Let's be honest, I've made money, but everything that I play this game for, I have not received yet, and that's why I'm playing. So it's not about money. It's about respect. He's getting respect. Playoff well, when wins, he says ring, rings. Everything that he plays for, yes. Because you play for many reasons. The money's at the top of the list. <laughs> but everything, and you also play to win. And so he hasn't won the title. 
So if you include everything, I understand what he's saying. Broncos have signed Blake Bortles to uh, compete with Jeff Driscoll for the starting job because Drew Locke is on the shelf for at least three weeks, maybe five, after hurting his shoulder in the game last week. So Blake Bortles back in the NFL. EJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Hey, y'all thought I was playing. You thought I was joking. I'm looking at the dogs calling all dogs. I'm telling you, I'm ready. Are you ready? You got to believe, baby. What we're doing here is iconic, and I want you to be a part of it. Let's go. I need dogs. Let's do this. Deion Sanders recruiting pitch. Come to Jackson State. He needs dogs. Woof, woof. Coaching in college sports is a lot of hard work. Remember Clyde Drexler to the University of Houston? Played there. Felt good. It sounded good. He won a title with the Rockets, but it didn't last very long. Yeah, he wanted Dave Rose to do most of the work. <laughs> Dave, come here and do the work. You know what you're doing. I'll be the man. You do the yeah. work. Because <laughs> they were college teammates. Yeah. And uh, that was obviously his alma mater, both of them. So, yeah, so he tried to lure Dave Rose to down to Houston to pretty much uh, do all the work. And uh, Dave obviously didn't take it. But we know that story. But yeah, yeah, you got to grind. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. The, the big celebrity, really, at any level, doesn't necessarily make you a great coach, but it's not impossible. There have been guys. I mean, at the college level, Steve Spurrier, and then and then if you do grind and become all that, you become a big time celebrity unto yourself in college. Because I think that uh, the colleges, you're going to list celebrities uh, for college coaches. I think there's more of them than the pro level. The pro level, it's very few get to be really big time celebrities. Or in colleges, you can. Easier, I think. It, because you, you, you just have almost complete control. And you get to the point where uh, you're untouchable. We, we've seen that. And then you, some, in the case of some folks, you become crazy. You know, Bob Knight, obviously. Coach here may have done it, may have gotten himself out of control. It's one of, uh, well, somebody had told me, and on Majerus, uh, someone very high up. Worst thing could have happened is that we went to the Final Four. So those things are out there. It'll be interesting to see because Dion, in his day, I mean, he combined superstar athletic ability with flair and the ability to entertain probably as well as anyone who's ever done it. You know, he was the high stepping, played baseball. uh, He had the flair. Quotable. He's, He's toned that down. Uh, a lot, at, well, which is obvious. He got older, he got more mature. So, yeah, we'll we'll watch this, and, and plus, it's off the beaten path. Obviously, it's historically uh, a black school, and so how's that going to play out? Uh, and then there was a rumor about his assistants, Owens and uh, Warren Sapp, among others, guys yes. who've had track wrecks. Wow, <laughs> that weren't exactly stellar. But then he shot down that rumor, so I don't know what's happening there. Notre Dame-Wake Forest scheduled to play this Saturday has been postponed. The Irish announced they have 13 players in isolation due to COVID-19. Seven players tested positive out of 94 tests Monday. They got uh, 13 in isolation, 10 in quarantine combined with the results from last week. So all their football-related activities have been paused at Notre Dame. Well, that stinks. But the good news is the seven folks, the seven players who tested positive, They'll recover. 
Every football player in the SEC, SEC's going high-tech. They're going to wear a lightweight device, also used in the NFL, to help with the COVID-19 contact tracing efforts. Devices are produced by a company called Connexon. They're safe tags, size of a watch face. And they can be worn as a wristband, or they can be on a lanyard. Uh, they can be built into equipment for use on field and on the field in practices and games. And they flash a red warning light when you get within six feet of somebody, so it'll help enforce physical distancing regulations. So... The SEC going high tech. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. A swing and a drive to deep right center field. Away, back, and gone. It's a game winner. It's a playoff clincher. And for the fourth time in the last five years, Indians fans, you will have a postseason to remember. A walk-off, free-run homer by Jose Ramirez. Cleveland, the sixth team in the American League to clinch a playoff berth. They are seven games over 500, so they got a decent record. They are in with a 5-3 win. That was in the 10th inning right there. They beat the White Sox, and so they are in. The Dodgers, who are already in, are now the one seed in the National League. They clinched the division title. That is eight in a row. One short of the Braves and the Yankees, who both put together nine in a row. A muted celebration, PK. Had the team photo out there on social media all in the infield. Not a big surprise. They're up by five on the Padres. The Padres lost, beaten by the Angels 4-2, to two, so the Dodgers clinch it. Oh, the Dodgers, their season's defined by World Series, not by making the first round or winning the first round got to win it all now they've been so close a couple of times or the second round or whatever round it's defined by the World Series Cubs and Braves have uh, clinched their divisions Uh, Braves have won the National League East three in a row now they blew out the Marlins 11 to 1 they're playing 600 ball Cubs are a little below that but if you're looking for teams to challenge the Dodgers, there you go. you got four teams in now with the Dodgers, Padres, Cubs, and Braves. And the rest of them are all kind of floating around 500. Cardinals are two games over now. Maybe they'll get one of those other four berths, and that will go right down to the wire here. DJ and PK. Well, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Now, I said I don't know how the playoff matchup is going to proceed. You can anticipate a first round, so I can't say who's going to play the Dodgers. Uh, but I would go the biggest threat. You just look at the standings. It's obvious. They played enough games to where there's uh, an indication. So I would go Padres and Braves as the biggest first two and then the Cubs. But who knows who's going to play each other to even get to that point. If any of those teams will play them, I don't know. Dodgers uh, took a couple series from the Padres, two out of three, and also split a four-gamer with them. So... That, that matchup I know, and I think the, the Padres are going to be, as the wild card, they'll be slotted in that four versus five series. Um, I think it's hard brackets, isn't it? They're not going to reseed the way the NFL does with the lowest remaining seed. I think it's hard I brackets. I believe this, so. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Losses piling up for RSL. They got another home game. This is four in a row at home, but they've lost the last couple. The LA Galaxy. Tonight at 7.30, uh, the game's on uh, KMYU and the KSL TV app or ESPN+. Plus. After this, they will uh, go on the road to Minnesota on the weekend. So 
they're going to get any points at home, now would be the time. You can't, uh, can't expect to get away with it if you keep piling up these losses at home. Five points in five home games. Not enough. Uh, exactly. Not even close. Not even close. They should have like 23 in that circumstance. Probably not. Probably, uh, you know, 10 to 12 PK, but not five. Well, you add them up and divide, and that's you end up with that number. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Nixon, BYU football analyst, former Cougar linebacker. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock, talk about the Cougars' home opener coming up this weekend. Riley Jensen, our college football insider at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Football Fridays. Coach Mac, Alema Harrington. We're here at the warehouse. Tom Alema said he was a little bit jealous. Well, just a have, little. Have an Alema deal. <laughs> Alema special. Okay. I've got about 10 love seats. Ha-ha. Hey, what do you think, Coach? That's uh, just what you need is a yes. love seat. Alema does love need seat. a love seat. There is sure, nothing wrong with cuddling on a love seat. Okay, well, I... I Cuddle with my wife and watch a movie. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. My wife is practicing social distance. <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing that for 25 years, right? I was waiting for Gordon to pop in on that one. <laughs> the Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. The question of the morning. Do you agree with the order that won't allow fans at BYU's next two home games? They were going to have about 6,000. Now, no fans at all. Dave says, I don't like it. However, I get it. The school and the church are not interested in making targets of themselves by bucking local, state, or federal authorities. It's just smart PR. Aaron's having none of it. Heck no. You can be 25 feet from someone else and still have 6,000 fans. If social distancing and mass work, why can't you put people in the stadium? You put locals in there who aren't from out of town. There's so many things you can do. There's always a solution until the government or a bureaucracy steps in. Got a couple of thumbs now, up How do you that. respond to that? I don't think the 6,000 people in the stands are what they're worried about. And I think they're worried about people congregating at concession stands and bathrooms and how they get in and out of the stadium. And I also think that it's largely symbolic. They're trying to tell people to be more careful. The numbers are up in Utah County and banning big gatherings. You know, the, the stuff may be happening, uh, maybe getting transmitted in, you know, the Labor Day backyard barbecue with 20 or 30 people. Uh, that may be the most dangerous situation out there. And that may be why we're seeing the numbers now. Uh, but I think the symbolism of big gatherings, I think they think that's important. Aren't we seeing the numbers go because school came back in session? Uh, I don't know enough about the contact tracing to know all of that, but I would think that that's got to be a factor, yeah. I've heard people put it on Labor Day and on schools. And so, you know, those two things. That, you know, people had pool parties and barbecues and all that stuff. And obviously more people are mixing with, uh, with school in session, whether it's the elementary school, high school, or the colleges. How many of those people are going to recover? Most of them. 
That's good news. Yeah. Most of them are going to recover. Not all of them. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's the whole thing about trying to, which obviously we're not even close to doing, but about trying to stop the, um, you know, the, the second person in the chain and the third person in the chain, and they're going to recover and be just fine. But if you follow the chain out to person 10 or 12 or 14, as it keeps getting passed around, what does it do to that person? And if at some point you break the chain, then ideally it never gets to person 12, although we're not even close to that, so... <laughs> At this point, it's going to get to person 12 one way or another. You know, the, the, the person who's got age or pre-existing conditions or whatever. But most of the people are going to recover. I guess the thing that I don't understand is if this is this much of a despair situation, are we picking and choosing? You said, because you said, and you follow it way closer than I do. I mean, you guys in your household, I think, are way more on top of it than, than we are in ours. Uh, but if it's symbolic, then why not just do everything then? I, I, that's what I don't understand. If it's, if it's that, either it's symbolic or it's really just an awful situation. It's dangerous and it needs to be. I don't even know what these colors are. I'm not very socially active. I'm like the worst guy. Uh, and when it comes to that stuff, uh, why not go to the extreme if it's that bad? That's an excellent question for someone other than me. But if I were to take two guesses at it, one. Uh, not three? No. Two things came to okay, mind. Two? two things came to mind. You're going to distract right, me and I'm going to forget one of them. You can have as many guesses as you want. I was just interested, just curious that you yeah. said just two. Uh, the two things that came to mind are, one, um, the economic damage that a complete shutdown does. You know, it's, it's sure. severe. It's severe economic damage. Now, you can argue, and there's some people listening, it would be worth it. Okay, that's not, that's not the debate. The debate, you know, it is severe economic damage. So don't pick and choose, shut everything down. And we didn't shut everything down back in March, but it shut down a lot, right? And it's not that shut down right now. So I think that's one. And then two, I think that with every decision, I think the governor, our governor here, just talking in this state, is trying to weigh, uh, I can order it to happen, but will that make it happen? Can I actually enforce it? Or are people just going to blow it off? And I think he's constantly trying to weigh that. He hasn't said that exactly but it seems to me, watching him, that's kind of the, the clear implication. You know, he doesn't want to do the state mask order. And, you know, how does that impact a, a county in rural Utah versus how does that impact one of the counties on the Wasatch Front? And I think he's always trying to, to weigh that. So to the degree, does that mean that we are picking and choosing and that it is, uh, you know, uh, up to each individual? You know, there's a sliding scale, you know, zero to 100. Are you... Uh, are you good 25% of the time, 50% of the time, 90% of the time? You know, how into it are you? Uh, it kind of gets left up to that. So, yeah, it does look like picking and choosing. And that confuses me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think it confuses everybody, too. You know, I mean, we're, how many of us have medical backgrounds that are epidemiologists? You know, which of these risks are worth taking and which aren't? And you know, we all decide every day. Uh, well, with or without the virus, we all decide every right. day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as simple so as how fast you go on the freeway and 
how you change lanes. <laughs> All that stuff can matter. Right. So yeah, exactly. there's a there's a million so, decisions. It just I, I'm I'm a little bit boggled how uh, one side is over here. This is this is the worst. Blah blah blah. And the other over there. That's ah, not that bad. And we just keep kind of bouncing back and forth. And if you're worried about concessions, close the concessions. Danny says, as a lifetime BYU fan who wants my BYU players to be healthy, yes. He's good with it. Good news. They are healthy. Andrew says 6,000 in a stadium that fits 65 seems insignificant. I'm not going to notice a difference watching it on TV. Which is, I guess, how most people see it. uh, Good for you, but that's not your son. So you're great. You're not going to notice a difference. But that's not your son out there playing. And something you've been doing since he's eight years old and won a state championship with the Mighty Mites. <laughs> Which doesn't exist. It does, you know, too. Zach Wilson's, <laughs> Zach Wilson's father, I think, won six state championships when he was coaching Little League. Really? Oh, yeah, the Corner Canyon, uh, they have a program, and I read it. So he's the Bear Bryant of... JV or freshman or sophomore bowl. I don't know what okay. those things. And it was in there, and they list his accomplishments. On six ships coaching youth. Now, there's approximately zero ships that exist, but he won six of them. <laughs> Mike Bear Bryant Wilson. <laughs> this cracks me up with the, all these things. There's, this state has more ships to hand out than any state in the country, I think. And you just... You, you f- there must be 10, 12-year-old teams that won ships. That, speaking of boggling my mind, that boggles my mind too, <laughs> how there's so many of uh, those and so many people claim them. But if you've been watching your kid and now you can't go. Uh, That's a downer. Yeah. Because somebody may catch something and then 12 people removed might have ramifications if i'm a parent that's the way i'm thinking i'm not a parent so it doesn't matter to me whether there's six thousand or zero in the in this place i mean i i have no like i'm not going anyway so i wouldn't go sit in the stands so it has zero effect on me i'm trying to put myself into the line of thinking of what a parent might be and maybe there's some parents who say no i support this 100 percent. i'm sure there are but there's others who think, oh, wait a second here, man. I mean, you want six feet? I can give you 60 yards <laughs> distance if you put that few people I won't go to that the, big yeah. stadium. I won't go to the bathroom, and I won't go to the concession stand. We will not tailgate. Yeah. I mean, then you can just have a line like in an airplane. You know, they tell you you can't form a line at the front of the plane mm-hmm. to, to go to the bathroom. I mean, you, you can put spots on the floor. Wherever uh, the the concrete in the stadiums, if if it, the bathroom is an issue, so from the per- parent perspective, for those who would want to, I I can understand their line of thinking, uh, for, because for so many of them, this is it, and this has been something you've been doing forever, and now this is it, and yeah, I get it. Take one for the team for the what's better for the the community at large. I understand all that thing, and and, and I'm fine with that because I'm not going, so it's I have no stake in this game. I'm just trying to put myself in the perspective of a parent. 
Aaron says we can go to Costco and the parents of players can't space out in a 65,000-seat stadium. Doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's, that's my the, line of thinking, that's too. The that's the what I'm saying. Choosing, yeah. That's the picking and yeah. choosing. And I guess the theory is, well, you have to have food, but you don't have to go to a football game. What's the difference? The virus doesn't is no discriminator. Yep. Either it's life-threatening and really dangerous, or it's not. So it goes back to what do you think you can enforce? Which maybe isn't what should be the deciding factor, but that's why I brought that up. Because it seems to me like that's a pretty big factor. So we're doing it optically. Look what we're doing. It's image. Kevin says Tanner Ainge needs to be removed now. He is what is wrong with government. No, I have no idea what that means. Uh, he's on, is he on, Yach, you, you live in Utah County. You have a county commission. Is that what he's on? Yes, they do. Yes, three, yeah. three person commission. And he's one of the three, right? Correct. Okay, there it is. So, so what is he doing? Is he standing there with an armed gun in front of Lavelle Edwards Stadium? What, what's going on there? <laughs> I would be surprised by he that. He would get arrested for something like that, I think. Well, what? I think he's if, one of the votes uh, to j- change the health regulations. Well, he put out the first tweet last night that indicated the mask mandated gun and is going into effect. But he is going to help pass it, yes. Okay, that's at best, he has 33% of the power. But I thought it was coming from beyond a county commissioner. The state health department is also in favor of this. The governor Herbert signed off on it. So, yes, there's. Right. Plenty of people with more authority than him. But I hate the angels, too. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> that's just because Danny got free golf in Hawaii and he doesn't need it. But that's a story about Maui for another day. We'll leave that alone. <laughs> I guess I'll have to pay. I, I'm not. I just don't pay attention to politics. Uh, just to me, it's all people screaming at each other. Uh, you can see it all day long. And whatever whatever side you're going. And I and I, I think that, boy, the more the more you watch it, the more dangerous it is and the more brainwashing it is. And you can tell, you can tell the people who spend a lot of time in front of the television, how paranoid they are and how outraged they are, how scared they are because they're not going to come on there and say, well, man, everything's good. Click. Then <laughs> 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 They just lean back in the chair, fold their arms and stare at you for the next 58 minutes of their hour yeah. show. I mean, it's all entertainment. They're designed to get viewership. I mean, they're working. It's interesting. The ones who uh, were, we got to do this, we got to do that. You know, the Christine Brennans of the world, the USA Today, this is the darkest day in Big Ten history. She's working. As As she literally types that, she's getting paid. So That is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just but, doing uh, it, if you, if you've gotten furloughed, and you're still saying it, I'd probably respect it a little bit more, but you're getting paid. And those folks on the television who just tell you that the sky has fallen day after day after day, they're getting paid to say it. Joey says some football is better than no football. It won't be the same without fans, but it could be worse. Sounds like Joey is relieved that the game has not been canceled and the game will go on. Oh, sure. I mean, if you're going to take that, of course. Uh, you'd want you'd want that. I get it absolutely, and that's great that they get this opportunity to play. Sure. 
And right now we assume the game will go on, but you never really know. I guess we have to wait until kickoff to be sure. But at least as we sit here on a Wednesday, it's still still on track. Yeah, hopefully it does get to be played. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, is important to us as, in, as a form of entertainment. I missed them not playing last Saturday. And I'm excited for them to, to play this Saturday night. Hope very much that it can happen. All right, the question of the morning. Do you agree with the order that won't allow fans at BYU's next two home games? You can hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. You can go to Facebook, DJ and PK. Coming up, we're going to talk with David Nixon. We'll run this by him, BYU football uh, TV analyst and a former Cougar linebacker. He's going to be here at 8 o'clock on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I think if you'd listened to Hans long enough, you had hinted that there was a star player that had dealt with COVID over the summer, and Zach Wilson had admitted that uh, he indeed contracted it a few months ago. Yeah, you know, it's hard. I think I got it from, we had a bunch of the football guys over, and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun, and, you know, somehow a bunch of us got it. And already people are wondering about what's going on at gambling night. Hey, look, it's Skittles, a little bit of poker. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Calm down. Everybody's doing it. You get the orange Skittles, you get the green, yeah. the purple Skittles. Assign dollar amounts to each. No money's exchanging hands. Oh, just COVID. Hans and Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! PK, a little before our time, but one of the uh, one of the legends of the NFL passed away at the age of 77. Gail Sayers has been in a long decline and had dementia. But the name Gail Sayers, that would send my dad's eyes just like getting wide. Just like, oh, Gail Sayers was the man before that knee injury. We saw these injuries in the NFL this week, and there were so many ACLs, but now we know guys can come back from them. In in Sayers' era, that was uh, not the end of your career. You were greatly diminished. But before he uh, hurt his knee, he was all that. Oh, yeah, that's what I understand. Uh, I know he had a a little bit of a local connection. Usually my neighbor's uh, uh, extended family member somehow got hooked up with him, and he would take Gale on trips to Lake Powell. And they would go down there, and and Gale, he told me, I've spoken to the man, uh, he's told me that uh, Gale just loved Lake Powell and was just amazed by its beauty and all that stuff. I don't, I forget how that story came about, but I remember the the neighbor's relative telling me that story about having a relationship with Gale Sayers. It was probably 10, 15 years ago he told me that story. Longtime Chicago Bear put up some uh, some awesome numbers. Was uh, was awesome as a rookie and younger player, and then her knee wasn't quite the same. But for people of that generation, he was spectacular. And so you'll see if you go on Twitter now the. The clips are up. People are posting stuff. Him cutting back on people. Kansas Comet. People grasping at air. So, grasping at air? Grasping at air, PK. They're not touching him. All right, question of the morning. 
BYU football, home opener Saturday, but the first two home games aren't going to have any fans. They've uh, seen the numbers go up with the testing in the uh, in Utah County, and so uh, no fans for the next two home games. Do you agree with the order, or is it uh, bugging you? We're getting a lot of face bat, uh, uh, We're getting a lot of posts on Facebook and on Twitter here. Uh, DJ Maine is in it. Ga- I'll see Gator Ute. The Utes are all about it, PK. The Utes are totally in favor of this. Gator Ute, 100% yes. Then we got... Utes in favor. Uh, line dog face pony soldier. No, it's ridiculous. Let the fans in. This Ute fan and Utah graduate is 100% supporting BYU this year. BYU stood up and said, hell yeah, we'll play while the weak-ass Pac-12 sits on their hands. Hashtag go Cougars. Yeah, I think they said fetch yeah or heck yeah. <laughs> they get persnickety if you start using any, even the slightest form, although all the players and coaches use it themselves. Shh, don't lift the lid on that, PK. <laughs> well, it's out there, and I don't think twice about it. I think they should let in four fans, one each section. Yeah, see, that'd be safe. East, they, west, north, south, right? Use your own bathroom. Do not use a bathroom Pick on the other seat. side of the stadium. Oh, geez, you can just go and it'll flood it flow down. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Jeez, PK. Oh, like you guys have never urinated outside? Uh, not in a metal <laughs> yeah, stand. Not in a stadium. Not in a, not in a stadium grandstand. Oh, I wish I was so pure as you two. <laughs> so you've gone down to Cougar Stadium up to Rice Eccles? <laughs> Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah. Oh, no wonder they rebuilt that thing. <laughs> they rebuilt everything. But, uh, yeah, I'm obviously I'm just making a metaphorical point here. And you, But I, I love the faux outrage that you guys come up with. Thank you. <laughs> it's exhausting. I'm glad someone appreciates it. <laughs> So I say let one fan in for each section, and they can focus on him or her. Eight couples. I would think it would 16. stink if you're a parent. Two down low and two up high. And you got this opportunity, and now it's taken away from you. If I was a parent, I feel for the parents who don't get to go. Couldn't the limit be uh, 200 people and I'll let some parents in? So, oh, you just oh, you just uh, take as many kids around the team and just nah, it double just, it. Is just, that what you're uh, yeah, that ballpark. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, everybody, everybody on the team can have two tickets, and there you go. Yeah, it's too bad that that can't happen. I mean, that's to the point about picking and choosing. You know, if schools are open and if uh, five or six hundred kids can go to an elementary school, you know, that stadium's big enough. If it were limited to, you know, immediate family or friends or however the kids spend their two tickets, you know, right. and mark the things. It's like, okay, 6,000 people, you don't want 6,000 people, I get it. But that would be a third of an elementary school. Yeah, because each level, the chances of your son playing at a level above that decreases immensely. You know, you play high school ball. Well, the chances of them playing college ball uh, are slim, and then to the pro level. And, oh, I couldn't imagine if I had a kid playing a high school sport not to be there if that kid wanted me there. 
because for whatever reason, even though it's almost basically the same time, maybe the college is a, a year longer or so in terms of graduation, but the high school years, they might be the quickest four years in any four-year period of your life. And they're also, uh, when it's over, probably the most melancholy of when it's over. Because I think that it, it, it signifies the senior night at a high school event. It's just, it's so bitter, bittersweet. <laughs> These were good times and everything's about to change. Uh, yeah, and, and for the parents, your kids going off, whereas in college, you know, it's bittersweet too, but I think the the young man or woman has a sense of anticipation of, man, I'm going to go out in the world and I'm gonna, just going to attack it. And it, it doesn't. And this is my own perspective, and I could be totally wrong. I'm, I'm not saying this, these are facts by any stretch, but it seems like you know there's and there's a level of excitement. Whereas in high school, wow, it's over, and childhood is over. Well, college childhood's been over for a while. Everybody's got a different situation, but I think largely, you know, the kid's already out of the house. The, the relationship between the parent and the kid has changed. Late Dramatically, teens, yes. Late teens, early 20s. Right. And they're looking to get on, and you realize you can't hold on anymore. Nope. Rear view mirror. Got to let it go. So you just, you just move on from that. And it's going to suck, Yock. So you better embrace the next 15 years. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I think they already know that because they've, every generation has told the younger one that's <laughs> right. the way it's going it's to gonna be. It's going to suck. But at the same time, when your kid's four or five, you don't anticipate that. You can't put yourself in the position of saying, wow, in uh, 13, 14, 15 years, it's going to be over. It just You're so wrapped up into it, and you think your kids are the greatest and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I mean, we get that uh, – Every week during the season with Renai and the kids, you know, it's such a big deal to Joe. And he talks about it so often. And I just use him because he's a public figure who comes on and talks about it. And But you can fill in the blank, Mary and the kids and, you know, whomever and the kids. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, and then all that. So the end of high school is a culmination of all that. Where the end of college is like an end of college. It's not the culmination of 18 years. It's the way I look at it. So I couldn't imagine if my son or daughter were playing a high school sport not being able to go. And then, and that's the same thing. So we can't let uh, people into the stadium for BYU. But we're, we're sitting here, what, Wednesday? Are there going to be high school football games played in Utah County on, on Friday? I assume there will be. And there will be fans. I, so don't I, know if that, I don't order, know if that's true. There have been. The order but, from the state said that the high school games will continue, but no fans in the stands down there in Utah County. Then that sucks. So how about if they just, uh, if Lehigh plays Harriman? I don't know that they would play. But I'm just taking one county to the next, so I can. But I'm over here. I can drive five miles across the county line, and I can go to a game. And if you're at Tim View, can you go up on the hill? <laughs> I'm I not just, on the school property. I just happened to be in the yeah, vicinity. Yeah, we were out for a hike. 
<laughs> We're out for a hike. I'm if you unfamiliar have, with Tempview Stadium. Got a, can do Tempview's that. got a hill on the east side of the stadium where you could easily look down in the there stadium. There are actually a number of people who watch the games from yeah. on that hill. Okay, so what about that? That uh, seems so you, archaic to me. You have been to uh, you have been to Alta. You know, there's people on their decks who can watch the football from there. It's I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of similar. I mean, you could you could at Tempe, you can clearly see the field, whereas a school like uh, Orem is uh, is pretty flat. So no hill there. Now they've got a big old berm around it. You can't even see into their stadium, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, if you're rich, then I guess you get a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, there Chopper you go. In. You're just in the blimp. <laughs> Goodyear blimp you happens to be here tonight. Hot air balloon. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst, former Cougar linebacker. He's going to join us next. Stay with us.